This is the Business of Cannabis, a joint venture between the Green Generation Co. and the Cannabis 101 podcast. Bringing you the latest bud, biz, buzz. Malcolm LaBelle from the Green Generation Co. joining us as usual. Check out the website at greengencompany.com. Subscribe to the newsletter and find out how Melka can help you. How are things today, Melka? Great, Dean. It's still a nice day and we're late in September, so I have nothing to complain about on that side of the world. Yeah, no doubt. It has been uh, just absolutely uh, gorgeous uh, as of late, so let's hope it continues as we roll into you know what, winter and snow. So uh, let's start with our uh, first topic, which is, uh, and, and I've always kind of been wondering this as well. Why is uh, the U.S. and Europe, why are they so much farther ahead with acceptance of CBD in Canada? I mean, I don't know about Europe, but I've been told stories that you can buy CBD at a mall kiosk in Vegas. So it seems like we're, um, you know, we're, we're like distant third in this race. Yeah, you know, and it's it actually Europe is they are the farthest ahead in terms of acceptance of CBD, and it's really just because they all both can, are U.S. and Europe, um, and this is data that has come in from New Frontier Data, who's been watching this, uh, particularly they're based in the U.S. or they're based in Europe, and they've been watching this trend growing over the past five years. Um, it's been it's because CBD is classified as a, as an agricultural or hemp based product. Um, and that's sort of the, I would say the loophole that it's gotten into the common culture faster than cannabis. Um, and that's really what it boils down to. And in the U S what we saw was at the end of 2018, that's when the industrial farm bill came into law there. And that opened the floodgates for farmers to switch from whatever they were growing before to now growing hemp, which was, you know, the latest cash crop or high value crop that they could get their hands on, where prior to that, it was prohibited. It was under Schedule A, just or Schedule 1, just like all other cannabis and other, um, you know, drugs and narcotics. So, you know, the, the vision of CBD being something of a natural nutraceutical product, this category has been largely accepted sort of everywhere else where, um, it hasn't been classified that way in Canada. We kind of came at it from a different side, from the, the legalization of cannabis as opposed to the relaxing of the laws around agricultural and nutraceutical uh, products. Yeah, it, it is kind of um, strange how we are, you know, so progressive as a, a country to legalize uh, recreational cannabis use and, and involving THC, but uh, we also kind of lumped uh, hemp and, and CBD into that into that uh, category, and it's amazing. Like Hong Kong, we, we had a story in this week in cannabis news on this show about Hong Kong having a uh, cannabis or a CBD cafe uh, that has opened, and you know uh, Hong Kong is one of the more progressive markets when it comes to uh, CBD. So uh, the rest of the world, while we may have legalized, the rest of the world is uh, is you know gaining in other areas and lapping Canada in CBD. And and this is something that I think our country really has to take a hard look at. Yeah. Now I'm going to put forward the counter argument for a second and, and just following in the sense of that Canada is highly esteemed for its quality control and our standards for safety and security. That's known across the board. That's what Canada is known for. And in the sense of cannabis regulation, 
They did the same thing with CBD in the sense of, you know, we understand that CBD comes from hemp and that it's, you know, a plant-based product, but we don't necessarily think that it's just as, just because it's that way, it means that it's healthy and safe from a quality standpoint to, to legalize it or allow it uh, across the board available in Canada. So really what it comes down to, and this is the big problem, is that in a lot of other jurisdictions, in the U.S. included, the regulations are are now back in pose. So people that produced hemp-based products, they didn't have to follow laws around making sure that there wasn't heavy metals in their extracted CBD um, or that the, the percentage of CBD was of no, anything that is really of interest. So basically CBD was, was recognized and available, but the fact that it had any level of, of even therapeutic or even really a benefit, it was essentially just a marketing claim. And the the good companies that were trying to prove out that their the quality of their products, particularly like you know Charlotte's Web, the, the, some of the initial trailblazers here, they were trying to really put a much more of a quality level and a, and a focus on the on the extraction that it takes to get a high quality CBD product. Um, and have levels of, you know, um, purity and, 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 you know, quality in that. And that's what Canada sort of is on that side. Now, that's the, the counter argument where you see it everywhere, but just because you see it doesn't necessarily mean that that's what you're getting inside the package or the bottle or the cafe. There aren't necessarily standards there. I mean, I'm not sure about uh, Hong Kong, but I know that across the U.S., this is a big problem because it's come out as that these products have this claim that they have CBD and that's beneficial for you, but nothing to base that on. And that's become a marketing issue where in Canada, where people recognize that it's CBD, but we're ensuring that the level of CBD in a product follows a standard and, a, and, a, and an amount that's certifiable by, you know, the standards that are in place for regulatory purpose with cannabis. So we have higher standards to protect people from, you know, you know, being harmed by these products if they're not truly what they are and that the things that are in them are what they are. But um, in the sense, we're doing it in that safety way as opposed to this mass availability where it's in there, but it's not necessarily what it is. Yeah, which obviously you need to have higher standards, but there are, there has to be some sort of um, like I mean when we're getting lapped by other countries as far as accessibility of of the actual product, that's not a good thing. So you know we're 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 almost we're well we know we're regulated, uh, overregulated, and I just don't you know I, I can understand on the THC side and the recreational side, but you know Canada was so slow with hemp, like it was just ridiculous. Yeah, and so I guess I mean here's what it, what it what it means for us now is that because it's recognized globally, you know, in a lo- so many different places as something that is good for you, now in Canada with the standards applied, we have high quality CBD that can actually do something that is good for you and there's proof in that. Mm-hmm. So there's it's it's almost like we can sort of ride the coattails of the world recognition that it is something that's good and now we have more proof and evidence and and um regulatory process to that if you're making this product in Canada, you know that it's going to have certain criteria for standards, it's not going to contain heavy metals and that the the package that you're buying or the the element that you're buying that contains CBD has a certain amount of CBD in it. 
that passes a bunch of criteria that we have in Canada. So it's like, yeah, it's good that it's it was done worldwide and we'll be able to ride that out as the, the years play out here. Um, but it's also good that it isn't attached to cannabis in some ways because people still have a stigma around cannabis. And that was the example I gave that there's been cannabis retailers I've seen putting out signage that says cannabis and CBD available here because people don't even know that in some cases the CBD has anything to do with cannabis. They just know it as CBD. So that's both a positive and a negative. Um, but the, these, all of these things are related in the sense that Canada has taken a hardline approach to making sure people are safe and secure before consuming it. And other countries have sort of let it go out there without taking that approach and now having to go back and regulate those products, which is very hard to do. All right, let's move to uh, change makers now. And uh, this is, you know, the made by uh, pens, vape pens by uh, Burnt. Uh, I'm just, uh, I'm, I just love this company. My my studio is just full of their uh, products uh, from the, the hexagon uh, to some of the different pipes and the, the rolling trays. Uh, just, I just love every, I just love the design. And uh, I'm really looking forward to these uh rechargeable battery chambers uh, with this beautiful artwork. So let's talk a little bit about the made by vape pens uh, from Burnt and, and Valens. Yeah, so this is actually a collaborative project between, you know, Burnt, as you mentioned, who are wonder wonderful accessories makers. They have this really cool iconic design with the hard lines, very cool artistic uh, products. Um, and then Valens is the, you know, sort of the the higher, uh, most well-known um, extraction company in Canada. And they're based out of BC and Kelowna, and they've just grown exponentially with doing extractions of all different kinds. So this is a collaborative project where Valence has the high-quality extraction um, products, the the extracts. Now, this is a full-spectrum full um, uh, extract, which means that it's not made with an isolate or a distillate. So what it means is that you're getting the full um, effect of the strains. So the strains are listed on their marketing that it's, you know, they're BC bud. So it comes from the regional area. Uh, we've got headband, which is my favorite personal strain. And uh, lately I've been using it a lot for day focus, uh, white rhino and critical Cali mist. So three different um, strains sort of for three different purposes, um, as opposed to just being sort of that generic, like, you know, your, your sativa or your, um, your indica or your hybrid and and the ex the full spectrum extract is huge because it's not it's very hard to do it well and valens does it really well so by partnering with a, a, a company that can put a really cool image on the outside they've chosen an alberta artist um who has was chosen by the grower because their art matched what the grower really the cultivar uh complemented um, was Glenn R uh, Ronald with this first line of pens and they'll be doing these will be like series like limited series runs so almost like collector's items and they are on the on the battery part so you're right you can get different carts for them um, and get your different strains but you'll be able to have these sort of collector's item beautiful artwork batteries that you can showcase on your shelf with your you know hexagon uh, burnt other products uh, right beside it so they're just gorgeous it, it really is. Uh, I just love, you know, I've, I've, I've had uh, Simon and Darcy on the program to talk about uh, just the, I just love the, the thought process. And uh, I don't know if you'd call it mission statement uh, for them. They're just, they just love creating great products that are unique and that are going to 
last a long time and, and work really well for their customer. And that's exactly what their other products do. And I can't wait to look at this. I think they came out with the disposals first. I, I love that they're coming out uh, with these uh, rechargeables. And, you know, I, I think the artist, if, you know, from from what I was told, I don't know, you know, how the, the story goes, but, you know, it consumed whether it was critical Cali mist and then came up with the artwork. So you're kind of maybe getting uh, the artwork's vision of what critical Cali mist was for him or, or white rhino or, or head band or something so i really really love it and uh, you can check it out by the way at madebyvapes.com www.madebyvapes.com and uh, it's just something different uh, you know i talk a lot about uh, branding on uh, what's that strain and you know packaging and there's so much just plain white tubs out there if you can stand out in any way with any color you're ahead of the game if you can stand out with original local artwork I think you're really ahead of the game. And, and that's what these seem to be. Exactly. And, you know, and on top of that, they're, these are the first flavored pens. These are the first pens that I've seen at all that have a real, actually a flavor profile to them. So they've got a hint of berry, a hint of citrus or tropical fruit, which matches the terpene extracts in the strains. So that's another thing is that, you know, when you've got a full spectrum strain, you've got, you know, you're, you want to be able to get the essence, those terpene profiles from that. And they're enhancing that with the natural terpene profile. So I'm excited to try these. I mean, I saw the samples and, and they're going to be on store shelves very soon. So, you know, check back with your retailers. I think Green Rock um, Cannabis is going to be, that's who I saw them with. So I think they're going to be one of the first people to have them. And so excited that they're bringing that BC bud with the Alberta um, artistry, you know, with the burnt and the balance. It's just like, a, it's a wonderful collaboration on all sides. And that's the, what I believe the cannabis industry has really been, is the collaboration of change makers. And that's why I really want to focus on them this week. Yeah, they are uh, wonderful, doing wonderful things, and uh, I think there's much more to come from the uh, that uh, the uh, the collaboration that they all have within their company. Uh, they're always coming up with something cool. All right, let's check uh, about what it means to be green, and you know, we've kind of chatted about the color green in the past, and and uh, some of the different meanings. But there is uh, there's kind of one green logo that seems to stand above the rest when it comes to branding. Yeah, so, you know, it's a question for all your audience to, to, to mull over for a second. I'm going to give them some hints. This is a green logo. It's a retail chain on nearly every corner in North America, maybe even worldwide in some cases, and has a very long history um, being true to their brand. Um, they have a lot of products, but they're more known for their retail brand, and their brand logo has nothing to do with what they sell. Any guesses, Dean? Well, I know, unfortunately, but I wonder uh, how many people have snapped it up already because uh, as I was reading it, I didn't get it until I saw the answer. So. so I'll give you one more hint, and this is a bigger takeaway, is that they recently, the owner, or the, the founder of this company recently invested $34 million into a uh, software platform that is big in the cannabis space, which is Dutchie. Um, so the answer to the question, who the brand and the green brand is Starbucks. Um, so Starbucks and Howard Schultz made a personal investment of $34 million into the app uh, platform Dutchy, which is a retail cannabis retail e-commerce platform that is just they're just growing like gangbusters right now. And I've had a chance to, uh, to speak in, uh, a few times with the manager here in Canada. It's a North America platform, and they're essentially taking um, the cannabis story and the data that is going to be collected from retail and turning that into whatever 
you know, Starbucks did to make them successful is my guess. I'm, I'm hypothesizing here, but I've seen some pretty big signals signaling for that already. And you know what this means to me is that, you know, Starbucks, Starbucks is ubiquitous. Everybody knows what that green mermaid symbol means, no matter where you see it has become an icon. And I want to say that why this is important to this conversation is that green in the Starbucks logo, it is so like, integral to their logo and being recognizable just as much as green is recognizable to cannabis the plant and to environmental uh and you know the green purpose of the green generation company but really it's not about their products it's not about their strains it's not about their cups of coffee it's about how they turned a massive scalable retail model into a customization where the customer is making the product essentially every time you walk into a starbucks you know you've got your names of your products your venti caramel ice macchiato with you know my preferences with almond milk but that's you know that's a customization that i made for myself and because of the assortment that, that they have in the store but what Starbucks does really well is that they have thousands, literally 87,000 permutations and combinations of their beverages so that every individual person can make their own beverage perfectly every time within the Starbucks uh, model. It's, uh, it is. It's customization. And, uh, you know, Dutchie is, is interesting, along with uh, Howard Schultz. Uh, Kevin Durant of the Brooklyn Nets uh, is also invested uh, with his uh, investment company. Uh, I think it's like 35 uh, something or it has to do with his uh, his number anyway. So he's invested. Snoop Dogg is also invested in Dutchies. So they're a, a company that's attracting some big hitters and they're also attracting some big business minds like this. And, you know, I know Spirit Leaf uh, when I uh, when I order ahead at Spirit Leaf, I do it through the, the Dutchie system and it is it's really, it's like easy to use. And, you know, I, I know that there are uh, sometimes uh, people you know, fear change and ordering online. These systems are really, really easy. And, and the Dutchie one is, is one of the e more easier ones that I found as far as getting used to it and finding your product. So uh, there's some big things coming with this, uh, this, and which, and it's different, right? Dutchie is not a sign outside of a, of a store like the Starbucks. So it'll be interesting how uh, they use that business acumen to grow this. Yeah. And I think what they're really looking at is the data here and how to make that work within the stores, right? And make those store brands become who they really be the Starbucks or whatever they want to be um, by using the same kind of intelligence that Dutchie is, ga is garnering from the industry and what Starbucks has learned from their you know, couple decades being in retail. But the other thing I want to mention is, you know, cannabis is an individual experiment. You need to have a customized plan for yourself. And we're at the stages right now where people have no idea that that's a thing, right? They're still thinking that a high THC product is what you have to get when you go into the store. And mm. the education around the plant has to come, you know, sort of ahead of the game. But this is why I think this is important to the green focus is that, just because just like um, Starbucks has made the ability to customize your own drink to your preferences and your, you know, your own, you know, eating plans or whatever, cannabis is like that for the individual as well. And you can tailor your preference to your favorite strains and also to the therapy that you need in the day. You know, maybe it's that high caffeine in the morning, but something a little bit more mellow with decaffeinated at the end of the night as a relation to coffee. Um, but people that can that can make these kinds of molds where the customer can come in and figure out what they need 
by speaking to the people in the store, they will become brand evangelists for that retailer. So whatever the store is, I believe that that brand is going to be the champion here, not necessarily the products within it, um, but it's that assortment of products within that retailer that can be customized to the individual person and being able to walk in and comfortably make those decisions or do it online and pick it up wherever is convenient that's what I think the future of this of this green generation looks like. And I, that's where I hope it's going. Um, and I look forward to retailers that are willing to embrace that, to build that community where that's welcoming, no matter where you are, who you are. And, you know, is build a, a moat around their business, just like Starbucks did uh, be around their green mermaid. No doubt. You can find out more information on how Malka can help you at greengencompany.com. Thanks as always, Malka. Have a great week. Thanks, Dean. You as well.